Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. As always, I'm that last shot you take at the bar and you think you're good, and then you black out on your way home, Ryan Carter. And I'm falling into a bush directly after that. Actually, that happened the one time, you know. John Irvin. blacked out. It just happened. We talked about it oh, yeah. last week, yeah. I think. You fell into a bush, I fell into a bush. Did you? Yeah, in Austria. Ah. John Irvin. Not Germany. Um. <laughs> and welcome back. Yeah. So glad to have you. We're yeah. always we're always glad to have you. Always glad to have you. What we are also glad for is a peaceful transition um, on January 20th at noon. Yeah, it was peaceful that day. Yeah, well, fair. Specifically. I was worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I we was watching were. the inauguration, holding my breath, praying that nothing was going to go afoot. Astray? And afoot it did not. <laughs> um, we had a wonderful ceremony. Um, I was quite moved by joe biden's speech yeah it cut to me crying every time people were like sworn in um it's big for my little state i was also very moved by everything leading up to kamala being um sworn in vice president harris my apologies thank you you. um i just think that's a momentous thing that a lot of people have kind of passed over yeah you're like oh great moving on. oh we have another like she's the vice president but she's the first african-american asian-american female mm-hmm. vice president of the united states of america All the above um so it gives me a little bit of an air not to like you know not to wish anything bad on the president but Uh-oh. it gives me an air of uh veep and i don't think you've really seen the show never seen the show um but selena meyer who's portrayed by um julia louis dreyfus mm. uh elaine for all of you seinfeld fans right. um is the first female vice president, mm-hmm. and then she becomes the first female president because the president resigns. Mm. Um, and then she um, has an opportunity to become the first elected female president, and then hilarity ensues. I won't uh, go ahead and spoil that for everyone. The show is called Veep, yep. which I believe is mm-hmm. you know, play on VP. Yep. Um, v POTUS. V POTUS. POTUS with a V. Interesting. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, in other big news, uh, we finally started a Patreon account for uh, the show. It's super expensive, so don't even look. (laughs) Don't listen to John. (laughs) He's always asking for your money, and this is just a play on your uh, your brains. Um, It's actually what we felt was very affordable. We already have two patrons. Mm -hmm. Um, As you may guess, they are two of our usual patrons. Avid listeners. Exactly. Um, And we love them all the more for it. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, if you go over to patreon.com backslash QFYT, you can find our account. And really, even if you're at the minimum level, there's three tiers. Mm-hmm. If you're a minimum common cold patron, um, $3 a month, and uh, you get ad-free episodes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about our friends over at Beltway and Anchor, but uh, you're still welcome to And the perks only them. get better from there. Behind the scenes content, two exclusive episodes a month. Oh, for our top tier patrons mm-hmm. so you know exciting stuff um and i think for the foreseeable future actually for the next 97 days um we'll be giving two updates on president biden's first hundred days um, yeah. as our exclusive content for the next two three months uh, i think 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's had a very ambitious plan that he set forward uh, for these next, mm-hmm. specifically his first 10 days, but then his first 100, as most presidents do. John expressed some concern about him getting carpal tunnel from signing so many things. Yeah, all these executive orders and executive actions, um, he signed a butt ton. I mean, we're already back in the Paris... What is uh, it? Climate Paris Climate Accords, I think. Agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the WHO. Muslim Not to spoil anything for our exclusive yeah. content, but like that's a big one. Like a bunch of things he he basically corrected a bunch of things that he felt were mistakenly done mm-hmm. um, during the past uh, administration, and then he's got big plans for moving forward. And I'm excited. Um, I think there's definitely some concern from everybody about his age um, and his sanity. But I will say, his inauguration speech, he got through the whole thing and didn't have one of his uh, loading errors. He also apparently used to have a stutter. Like, have you seen the King's Speech? I I have the understanding of what the movie's about. Uh, I've never seen it. I also have not seen it. It's very boring. It's about a person with a stutter. I know that the the Who at the end doesn't have a stutter. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's like the Princess... Not Princess Diaries. Um, Princess Bride? Yeah. yeah, it is Princess Diaries, oh. not the Princess Bride. Um, the Queen of Genovia. I, I don't know. Anne Hathaway. I know Anne Hathaway's in it. I maybe saw the movie once, a long time ago. It's when she was crying uh, and, in that uh, bathtub Julia and cut Andrews. her hair off. Julia Andrews is a grandmother. Oh. Yeah, the hills are alive. You were about to say the wrong word, and I... The sound are alive. <laughs> With the hills of music. Uh, speaking of music. Oh, wow. Um, we're going to skip over that portion. <laughs> We're going to tease on the music again in a second, but we will hear a few words from our sponsors first. I really don't know. So we've been like zooming through this. It's just blowing today. Zoom. Are you just tipping your hat? (laughs) I don't don't mean to. We have a big surprise coming up. We have no sponsor by Zoom. (laughs) Zoom. We're Microsoft teaming our way through this. (laughs) We have a surprise coming up, but you'll hear about it after a few words from our sponsors. Based in Sterling, Virginia, Beltway Brewing Company crafts quality local beer. From their award-winning session IPAs to sours, traditional styles, and craft hard seltzer, Beltway has something for everybody. Free local delivery is available Wednesday through Friday to Ashburn, Sterling, Herndon, Reston. But if you live outside of those areas, you can still get same-day delivery with the low cost of $6. So go ahead and check out their website for more details. Make sure you use promo code QFYT15 to receive 15% off your order. Visit www.beltwaybrewco.com to place your order today. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, um, the same ones that have been by us the whole time. Beltway and Anchor. I know the same too i mean we have i'm not convinced that you know that every time i do i listen to every episode especially the ad part oh my just like all of our our viewers at home our listeners viewers but yes thank you to our sponsors as well as everybody who has been a patron of the show and who registers to become a new patron of the show yeah um but exciting news we do have some very exciting news we haven't had one in a while but this week we are having a new featured artist on the show I'm excited. John actually found him on Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, yeah. You'll hear him. 
all about him soon. All about his information. Uh, we'll send you his phone number, uh, <laughs> address, mm. social. Nope. Anyways. We'll see, we'll see what we can get out of him. We are going to go on over to the first featured artist of the week for season two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so here with us today in the studio is Michael Gilbride, the voice behind Telco. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely, man. Thanks for jumping on the show. We've actually never done a featured artist that we didn't know before. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, so this is actually That's huge for great. us. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Telco? Yeah, um, so... Telco, the project started, I guess, back in August. We released our first single. Um, and I say we, but it's a solo project, so it's just me. Um, it's like me and my manager, so I always say we. And my manager is just my best friend, so it's like That's awesome. it's very indie through and through. <laughs> um, but we released our first single back in August. Um, we put out our first single, which was called Say Hello. And then we followed that up with our debut EP, which was in September. Um, but this all started way back years ago. I started writing music all throughout college. I ended up actually graduating and working on Wall Street for three years as a trader. Um, I was a corporate bond trader for three years. Oh. And then I was making music on the side, what would become the EP. Um, and I realized that I needed to either dive headfirst into the music or I was never going to do it at all. So when the pandemic hit, actually, I quit my job. Um, moved back to Pennsylvania and started working on the EP and got that finished in a couple months and eventually ended up putting that out in September and here we are now and <laughs> probably the worst worst time to start a new music project but it's been it's been great uh, I've been having a blast awesome yeah that's amazing um, you actually answered one of our other questions kind of in there uh, we'll circle back to the quarantine and everything like that um, so what drove you to go from or drove you, that sounds very negative. Um, <laughs> what what inspired you to go from Wall Street to, to writing your music? Was there a specific incident, or was it just really your passion for the music? Uh, it was secretly always kind of my plan. <laughs> I just didn't really tell many people. Um, I knew that I could drop out of college and try and rough it and try and you know get a record deal, or I figured I can go get a great job and use that money and pour it back into my music and, and sort of fund myself. And, um, the likelihood of me being able to rough it and get a record deal looked pretty slim. So I decided <laughs> to go with the second option and, uh, go out and, and make some money doing, you know, a job and putting all of that back into my music and getting the equipment I needed and the, uh, you know, the, the production equipment that I needed to record my own EP. And then eventually when, um, all of this went down. I figured this is, this was the right time. I knew that if I didn't do it now, I was probably going to get too stuck in that lifestyle in the, in the trading world. And, um, you know, just getting older and you're going to get married and have kids. I was like, if I'm ever going to go and do this and give it a proper shot, it's going to be now. So, um, it was always kind of my plan. I just was sort of waiting for the right moment and, uh, global pandemic kind of felt like the right, <laughs> <laughs> right time to take a massive risk. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you. Um, yeah. So do you have any specific inspirations, any bands that um, you really like their sound or their their vibe, their messages um, that have really inspired you to make uh, the music that you do make? 
Yeah, I I used to think that I was never good enough to really be influenced by a band because I could never replicate. I like I held such a high standard for the people that I liked mm -hmm. that I never thought I'd be able to replicate them in my own music. So when people would ask me like, "Who are the influences for your music?" I never really knew what to say because I didn't think I could replicate anything of what they did. Um, but that being said, like in terms of creating a an environment, a soundscape, and stuff like that, I took a lot of inspiration from people like Justin Vernon from Bon Iver or Jack Antonoff from Bleachers. They're they're two very different ends of the spectrum. Um, but I was very big into like sampling and taking old voicemails and chopping them up and putting them <laughs> in random places and things like that. And if you listen to the EP or even our new single, um, you'll always hear there's these sort of ambient sounds and recordings and weird things in the background that sort of take you out of your headspace and attempt to put you into mine a little bit. Um, and those are probably the two guys I got that from the most. Awesome. Yeah, definitely some good bands. Uh, some awesome guys. <laughs> um, we both, so John found you on Instagram. Um, and that's how this actually all came about was he found your profile and then started listening to your music, and he was like, Ryan, you have to check out this guy's music. Oh, that's um, great. So we both have listened to your music um, and love it. It's actually, you've got a, an amazing voice, first of all. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm yeah. a musician myself. Uh, John also I used to be used to be a musician. <laughs> um, I firmly believe once a musician, always a musician. You've no heard me play saxophone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but I actually graduated college with a music degree. Um, and so, you know, listening to your stuff, I was really impressed by what you have and i really like say hello is my my personal favorite um oh, i love you. that one and i love what you did with that and then minus nine super cool um thought process there can you tell yeah. us a little bit about why you uh went down that road and, and a little bit about the relationship between say hello and minus nine yeah and well say hello was actually the song that i finished while i was still working on wall street so wow me and the the guitarist who worked with me on it, uh, who's one of my really good friends, his name is Eric, he's he's phenomenal, who he also produced Say Hello with me. Um, we did it completely virtually. Before working virtually, it was cool. Um, <laughs> before quarantine went down, we put together Say Hello while I was still working as a trader. Wow. And that, once we had Say Hello finished, that was sort of when I was like, okay, like, I need to go finish this because we really, we really liked what we made with Say Hello and, and thought that it had potential. So um, I figured, okay, I, I got to really take the leap of faith. Um, and Say Hello more than anything. Oh, you could probably hear my dog. <laughs> it's okay. We got, I got a dog too, so I totally get it. The struggles of working virtually. Um, but when I was writing Say Hello, that was definitely more of the Bon Iver side of the spectrum um, in terms of influences. And so... When the EP came out, which was a little bit on like the darker side, um, a little bit more introspective, and we were thinking about putting out what kind of follow-up single we wanted to put out, um, pivoting a little bit and putting out something that was brighter and, and bigger and more optimistic feeling, even if the lyrics weren't particularly more optimistic, um, seemed like a good place to go. And so the pendulum swung in the bleachers direction, and we went more 80s kind of pop-driven um, environment but we wanted to like bring it into a live stadium feel like yeah. the goal of the song was like me and the producer we worked with rob um we used to always say we wanted it to sound like a bruce springsteen song that's being played live in concert in front of you um and so a lot of what we did was we took a lot of the same themes and messages from say hello and we put them 
we, we kept them in minus nine, but we put them in a completely different environment. So you kind of get a whole different way to kind of engage with the, the topics of like loneliness and, and things like that. Yeah, I, I definitely was, was, uh, I was seeing that parallel. And then when you sent us your, your bio, I, I definitely picked up on that a little bit more. Um, personally, I like uh, Say Hello. That's what I kind of relate to a little bit more. Um, I tend to, well, a little dark here, but I tend to relate to that kind of darker, kind of uh, not, not negative or bad, but just kind of a little bit more of a struggle. Um, that kind of resonates a little bit more with me. Um, but John, I think, actually resonated more with Minus Nine. Big fan of Minus Nine. Um, since right. it came out, I've streamed it a bunch of times. So. <laughs> That's great. Big fan. Um, I think I'm I'm both because it's like yeah. I love to I love music that when I'm in a bad mood I put it on and it puts me in like a worse mood. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes. I like to really lean into the sad feeling songs and stuff like that. And then at the same time, I love happy music with sad lyrics. Absolutely, like, like sad banger type of thing. <laughs> um, and so like I'm always torn between those two directions. Um, and I'm too much of a fan of both to not pursue both, so I just said screw it and <laughs> put out minus nine anyway. <laughs> hey, both songs are amazing, so thank so, you, I appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the animation? We noticed that um, that's for your kind cover, of, for yeah. your uh, your Spotify cover, kind of your vibe. Um, did you do it? Do you have a friend do it? And like, what's the significance behind it? I guess if there is any. So, that started when. When we settled on the album cover for the EP, um, which was like a cartoonized version of me as a little kid, mm-hmm. um, and the goal of the project always was to not have me be the face of the project, right? Because a lot of times, I'm sure you guys know, being musicians is if you're a solo artist, you tend to get pigeonholed pretty quickly into like singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I wanted to do was put out these songs and have people constantly be thinking that these songs are about me and my experiences i wanted them to put themselves into the songs right um so instead of being michael gilbride and releasing songs on as michael gilbride i picked a project name because then people were more likely to insert themselves into the song right um and so when we were trying to think of a way to come up with the visual side of things to sort of capitalize on that feeling like putting my face everywhere didn't make sense either. Um, And so we wanted to find some way to sort of have this intermediation between me, the artist, and then the ultimate listener. Um, And that started with the cartoonized version in the EP. And then ultimately we did the the fully animated music video for Say Hello. um, And that was done by our animator, Sabrina Valdez, who was just phenomenal. um, And her co-animator, Lacey Creech. Um, And they just did a great job. And then she came back on to do our new profile picture. Um, and so it's sort of taken on this life of its own in terms of becoming like an alternate identity, kind of sure. this animated alternate identity. Um, some say gorillas-esque. Um, <laughs> I definitely get but, that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been great because I didn't want to be posting a million selfies of myself every day. Sure. Um, and, and I didn't want myself to be the focus of the project because it sort of prevents other people from inserting themselves. So animation just felt like a good fit. Yeah, it definitely encompasses that vibe. And it was super cool when I saw it. I was like, oh, I was immediately kind of drawn into that because I was like, okay, I, I definitely want to know more. Yeah. Um, and it's cool, too, because you have so much more creative flexibility um, with matching the moods of your songs mm-hmm. uh, in, in that sense. And like, So when we were getting ready to put out Minus Nine, we were like, 
wanted our whole color palette to kind of shift towards brighter and and you know it was a new year and vaccinations were starting to roll out and the song is bright and happy and we were like we wanted that to be reflected in in the visual aspect for the single and so being able to have animation as a medium for that it, it gives you so much more creative flexibility to do that so it's yeah. been great so far I, I, I we're gonna stick with it that's uh-huh. awesome <clears throat> so one of the things that john and i's whole show is about much like yourself the quarantine presented us with an opportunity to start the show mm-hmm. we talked for years about doing a podcast together we've been friends through college and uh we just never you know Dude. had the time <laughs> Um, but we finally, with a quarantine, you know, we're roommates, we're living together. We were like, let's just do it. Um, so one of the things that we like to talk about on these, these episodes is how did COVID affect you? So outside of giving you the opportunity to actually pursue your dream, has COVID affected any of your, your art at all during this time? Um, hmm, that's a good question. It's a toughie. That's why, that's why <laughs> that's we ask them. Specialized. <laughs> it's hard to quantify like how different my life would be if coronavirus didn't happen. Um, right. But I mean, you know, to to go back and to write an EP and record an EP when there's zero distractions for me was a secret blessing and something that was outwardly awful, right? Um, and so like not have to worry about if I'm going to the bar this weekend or not having to worry about if I have, you know, whatever responsibility. I, I literally, I just kept the same hours that I was working for trading and I just applied them to music, right? Like I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning, going down to the studio and I would just come up at six or seven o'clock at night. And just, that was the way I was living my life. And I could do that because coronavirus was happening. Right. Sure. And so that, that in a sense was great. Now, once the music's released, once the music's out there, now that we're trying to promote the music and actually turn it into something that's financially viable <laughs> as a career, <laughs> this is where coronavirus starts to like be not so friendly towards a musician. Yeah. Um, but I mean, frankly, like had coronavirus not happened, we would probably still just be in the beginning stages of trying to get a live show put together anyway. So for me, it hasn't been that different because we are so brand new. This project is so brand new that we would be going for these steps anyway. And if anything, it, it took some of the distractions off the front end. Um, but I think for a lot of people, if anything, it teaches you that like anything can shift like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like nothing that we have is a given. And there was a point there where like things looked like it could tip towards really bad for a while. Um, and so to go out and to pursue whatever, whatever it is you want to do, whether it's music or a podcast, it's like, I think it was a big mental shift for me. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so do you have any plans for the future? Um, are you interested in doing a live show? Do you have any music coming out? I mean, obviously, you just released Minus Nine, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, sure. We're a big fan, but do you have any plans for maybe another EP or full-length album? Yeah, so definitely want to play live shows. Um, so we're kind of in the process of trying to, to, to figure out how to put a band around me to get out and play live shows. And it's obviously a tricky time to be <laughs> trying to do that. Um, but we definitely are trying to do that because we want the, the goal for this project has always been to become a full touring, like, you know, music project. Sure. Um, so definitely that, um, we're also working on a cover now that we're going to try and release on Spotify. Um, so like an official cover. Um, awesome. and then I've also started working on a, another, song whether or not it ends up being an ep or 
uh, single or or something like that. Um, it's it's to be honest with you, it's hard to do an LP or even an EP if you're not really signed to a label or anything right. like that. Because yeah. for me to take time to put together an LP without losing interest from the people you know that I've gotten up until this point is is so hard. And financially, it's it's brutal trying to record like ten tracks and things like that. So I think we're gonna stick with singles and smaller releases in the meantime um you know we have enough content now where we could go out and play a live show with with the songs that we have sure um so i think we're gonna kind of capitalize on that for a little bit now and then sort of reevaluate as we go along and as things open up that's awesome yeah um i mean count us down whenever you get to that <laughs> point where you're doing live shows hit us up we would love to come and watch yeah. a show oh, if totally. you're in the dc area we'll be uh... love to have you guys there yeah, even if you're not in the DC area, we still love to come in. And we watch should have the show. some mobile equipment by then. Yeah, absolutely. Record. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm planning on playing the anthem in DC. That's going to be the goal. Oh yeah, so one of the best. I've venues. actually played the anthem. Um, no way. Yeah, it's a super yeah. cool venue. Yeah, uh, great, great time. And um, I was I, a spectator at a different <laughs> event. I saw the Raconteurs play there. Uh, must have been like a year and a half ago or something like that, and that that. That venue was just sick. So, so cool. roughly around the same time as when I actually played with Grizz. Um, oh, really? Live at the Anthem. Yeah. We, uh, so I, I work at George Mason University um, with oh, the okay. athletic ensembles. And they reached out to us about a week and a half before their show at the Anthem. And they were like, hey, we're looking for like a college group to come play with us. Uh, can you come play one of the songs with us? So oh. I uh, jumped on with the group and we went and we played a, a live performance with Grizz. Super cool. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm uh that's on my bucket list for sure. <laughs> well, let us know when you get there, and uh, totally. we'll we'll be Front there row, for sure. I will, uh, totally, I will let you guys know as soon as I'm there. So, uh, you know, just as a, a musician question, um, mm-hmm. do you write all of your own music, or does somebody help you with that? Um, so I write all of the songs. I like everything on the EP. Minus time was I wrote, um, but I only play piano. Um, and I didn't even start playing piano until I was 19. Wow. Um, I just, I was so, I was such a big fan of music that eventually I was like, I just need to be a part of it. <laughs> and so at 19, I was like, if I start now, maybe I could still figure this out in time. Um, so I just went and bought a piano and started teaching myself, you know, and, and writing songs right from like the day I bought it. Um, awesome. so I do write all the song, all of my own songs and, and lyrics and things like that. And then uh, for Say Hello, when I was getting ready to record that, I put together a full demo that I like produced on Pro Tools and with uh, like my keyboard and synthesized guitars and things like that. And I was trying to figure out how am I going to turn this into a real song because I don't know anybody in the music world because I was a, I was a bond trader, you know. <laughs> um, so that's when I reached out to Eric Chezik, who was the best guitarist I knew from high school. That's the only <laughs> music contact I had, was the best guitarist from high school that I knew. And I was like, please, can you help me turn this into a song? And it was like, it, it felt like it was fated to happen because the way that we worked together was so, it, it was so perfect the way that we worked together. Um, and putting together Say Hello, it was like so seamless. Um, so he helped me turn that demo into what Say Hello became after that. That's um, awesome. And then I was hoping that he was going to be able to do the full EP, but that ended up not happening. So the rest of the EP I did by myself, wow. um, just with my keyboard and Pro Tools. Um, and then Minus Nine, 
we wanted to really turn this into like something bigger. And that's when we went to the studio the first time and Eric came back on board to do that song. And then we also worked with another producer named Rob Chiarapa, who was fantastic. Um, And so that's the beauty of calling yourself Telco instead of Michael Gilbride. I have to (laughs) surround myself with as many talented musicians as I need to, to make myself sound better. Um, (laughs) And that's going to be the goal kind of moving forward. That's awesome, man. Uh, You know, collaboration is such a huge part of that industry. Um, Mm -hmm. And and frankly, our industry um, is just making those connections. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and having talented people whose sole goal is to get the sound that I hear in my head out is so humbling Um, to be sitting around people who are far more talented musicians than I am, who's were turning to me and being like, is this, is this how you want it? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's (laughs) it's so, it's so cool. Um, And needless to say, it's like very therapeutic to be able to get those sounds out of your head and, and have people who are helping you get them out and, um, so that was really cool. And, and I mean, every song has turned out just, you know, what I hoped it to be. So that's all you can really ask. Awesome. Absolutely. I got one last question for you. Um, cause this is yeah. not a question we really get to ask very often. What is bond trading like? <laughs> I, just, I, I want to know. I'm just curious. What was wall street like? That seems like a super cool thing. Yeah. I think it'd probably be popular for me to say that, like to bash it or to, to, <laughs> to say like, you know, it's, was miserable and in a sense it was miserable because I wanted to be in music and so every day I wasn't in music felt you know torturous for me in a sense um but the job itself was a blast like it's basically not dissimilar to playing a video game (laughs) all day like when when you're trading um and obviously there are massive stakes um, sure and you need to be sharp and you need to have an understanding of every facet of the markets at any given moment, right? Like, I remember I would walk in in the morning and I would need to know, like, what's North Korea doing? What is the Fed doing? What time is Donald Trump's press conference? What wow. time is, like, you needed to be so keyed in because if new, uh, if North Korea launched a rocket, test rocket over Japan, that was going to affect the way that I had to do my job that day. Sure. So, um, and that, that was my favorite aspect of the job was the fact that you were forced to remain educated on nearly every, every aspect of the market, because at any given moment it was going to affect the way that you traded. Yeah. Um, so I always think that like, I would have loved to have stayed at that job because it was really an amazing job and it really kept you sharp and on your toes and it was a blast to do, but I just loved to music too much to, to not leave it. Um, I respect but, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a great great job though and it was it was a lot of fun super cool well awesome. thank you so much michael for joining us today um thank you so much for having me yeah absolutely hats off to you um appreciate it yeah and thanks for listening to my music that's that's huge um <laughs> I, I streamed I really it for like all of my work day the other day on friday i was like you know what i'm just in kind of that mood and so i just streamed your yeah. whole ep just over and over again oh um, that's great i love it that, that's <laughs> so cool to hear i've had so many people hit me up with like random stories and to think that that came like from my parents basement (laughs) and and to have people playing in in different countries across the world uh, to get through their work day is just so humbling yeah well thank you so much michael we really appreciate you being on the show yeah absolutely yeah thank you again really appreciate it okay so we're speechless 
that was a great interview. Yeah, we were literally so we stopped recording for a little bit to get reset. Um, and, and we were just get new drinks the entire time. Yeah, we definitely geeked. So Teleco or Michael, if you're listening to this, we definitely just geeked over our interview with you. That was yeah, awesome. It was awesome. Um, we, yeah, I mean, you had awesome insights. Um, just an all around phenomenal, phenomenal guy. Yeah, for um, sure. Really humble. Um, really appreciated that. Um, just overall super cool. Yeah. I think he still owes me some stickers. <laughs> I followed him on Instagram and he's like, I'm going to send you some stickers. So I should definitely going to send him a care package of yeah. some of our merch. Um, I should have brought that up. Yeah. I was going to on this <laughs> recording, but I, I felt like that wasn't the time. That's fine. Um, I also didn't think he wore a smaller medium sized t-shirt. Um, I we could can, be wrong. Oh, so I'm a seamstress. We can no, take not. a small and a medium and cut it. Maybe he does wear a medium. He looked like, no, he looked like he could. Oh, Jack. I mean, he looked like he worked out. He's this is getting it. weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Can listen to the episode. Um, <laughs> so we're going to send him some merch, though, because that just feels. Yeah. Well, something, something. Yeah. We need to buy stickers, Ryan. I've, I know. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I have been asking you. I know. For the image. I know. I have the website up. I know. God. Okay. I'll I make, wanted to get magnets. I'll make you a know little what? PNG. I'm going to put a poll up on Instagram. I'm sorry. Corey's going to put a poll up on Instagram this week, and we're going to ask you guys whether you would rather have a sticker or a magnet, because they're basically the same price. Magnets are actually cheaper. And you know I want to know what you guys want more. You know why magnets are cheaper? Because nobody wants them. Oh, my God. Supply versus demand. You didn't take econ. I did. Yeah, four times. <gasps> I don't want to hear it. Five, technically, if you include the one that I passed. It was a different type of econ, but still. Anyways, thank Any you whore. so much to to Michael Gibride, uh, Telco, for being on the show. Uh, really awesome interview. Damn, we should have asked him about where the name came from. Ah, shit. That was literally on my list. You know what? We're going to have a follow-up. I'm not even going to say we might. We'll We're going to have yeah. a follow-up. After that one. Because this guy's definitely going places. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when John told me about him, like literally at the beginning of last week, he was like, the guy's got 92,000 listens on Spotify and 11,000 monthly listens. And I was like, okay, cool. This guy's definitely got a big following. Within three days, he had 16,000 monthly listenings. And today. And by today, he had 20,000. So the guy's clearly going places, and he hasn't even had a live show yet. Yeah, and he has awesome music. I mean, obviously, you guys need to go and check him out. Um, or We're them. definitely going to go check him out. Yeah, we already have. I mean, on Spotify. But Well, yeah, go, go listen sorry, to his albums. On uh, your your no actually spotify or apple music Mm -hmm. that is what he prefers people to listen on and i get that because those are the ones that give you the most accurate they give you metrics irl um i hate that you just said that irl did you know what it meant i did but it feels like a government agency all right look i'm not gonna lie one moment please let me put this down we're a little drunk we've had a few okay yeah and here's so we got to that interview and we both had full drinks and then he started talking, and we were just so engrossed. engrossed that we just pounded down a full drink. So what I'm not going to lie to you about is um, I'm going to set the scene for our listeners. You did that last week, and then you forgot to set the scene. So It's dark in this room. It's very dark. We are lit with one solitary candle. But it has three, three wicks. wicks. That's true. Three John Wicks. Nope. And um, it's between the two of us, so what I'm seeing is a reflection, or a shadow, <laughs> I guess, on the back wall in this corner. And it's Ryan's head with some of the wires of this microphone and it looks like the devil oh um, <laughs> shit yeah i just turned around and it scared me a little bit imagine me so uh imagine me you're wearing black clothing and you're this is blue and gray 
I'm colorblind. Light gray. You're wearing monochromatic clothing, and you're of a darker persuasion, Two and different you're in colors. front of black curtains. You put the curtains there. I can't even see you. Lord hammers it. You're going to get canceled, Ryan. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. What a great episode. It was. Like, we... We're we going back right now. We finished the interview. We were like, do we even want to record <laughs> Are we anything Was else? that perfect? Like, was that it? But we do have an obligation to uh, at least talk about the At The Bar drink this week. Oh, of um, course. So let's go on over to At The Bar really quick. So for this week for At The Bar, I was bequeathed by Stuart. Bequeathed. I think it's bequeathed. Um, <laughs> who texted me after listening to last week's episode. And he, uh, he asked me to... Take another shot at the Bahama Mama. Unintended. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity, but I guess I'll give it a go. Um, so for this week, we are going to, or I will try the Bahama Mama again. I'm going to definitely make a few edits. Turns out Stuart uses the exact same bar book that I do. Hmm. Um, I and I know mom, that. I think my mom's going to buy him a new one, too. <laughs> She's definitely going to buy us a new one. She literally texted me after last week. She's like, you need to get a new book. It's terrible. And I was like, I'm oh. aware. That's why I keep making my own recipes. Um, so Stuart was like, hey, you should try the Bahama Mama again. I was like, okay, well, do you have a good recipe for it? Like, is that a drink that you make a lot? And he texted me a picture that was literally the same page from the book that I use. And I was like, okay, so that's the <laughs> spoiler alert. It's not good. <laughs> um, so I will make a few edits to it, which is actually what my original plan was last week and then i got really cocky and i was like i'm gonna make my own drink you did make a few edits and it became a full new drink yeah, i made it a full new drink so this week i'm going to only make a couple of edits to the bahama mama um so that's gonna be our at the bar drink this week so if you want to go down that crazy roller coaster uh tune in on wednesday for the video um yeah do it i'll be there no you won't Will you? I'll probably watch your video. I have like three Instagram or uh, YouTube accounts. So. You've been to two of the filmings, and I feel like you haven't watched any of the actual videos. I watched those two because I was there. So you watched them in real time. Uh huh. You didn't IRL. see the edits. Edits. Interesting. Yeah, I edit the videos. I don't just post them immediately. Hmm. There's a lot of that process that goes into that. I don't believe you. Are you? <laughs> I'm offended. I put words on them. Words? Yes. Post captioning? No, not, not ingredients. Not that talented, but I do put the ingredients list. up as I put them in. I gotta put an intro, I gotta record that separately, I gotta get pictures. Intro? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know I listen to you do it when Through I'm the wall work. while you're yeah. working. Yeah. It's a very thin wall. It is a very thin wall. He had a I don't think anybody from your work listens. He had an interview with a uh, recruiter the other day. Um if anyone from my work listens because uh that would be a part-time job true and it's government so they can't fire you for it um but i heard his entire interview through the wall um i listened to ryan talk shit about one of his exes um i've probably talked shit about a lot of my exes yeah who don't don't say the name well i won't say the name but um it was that day that you were talking about one of the most famous alumni oh from got Mason. it oh so that's actually an interesting story is it um so I was on a call about alumni association stuff for Mason. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers was like, I'm going to look up to see if there's an alumni like website already. And the first thing that came up was like top alumni from George Mason university. And the first like five were 
normal like one was a politician i think there was a doctor uh, nor- what you'd usual, expect yeah and the sixth one was a porn star um and i knew that because i recognized her name i'm not going to tell you why name it was a headshot name her name was elsa jean let it go and i jean like the pants not oh. like the guy from bob's burgers oh jean Anywho, um, what an episode it's been. Um, I don't, I didn't have anything else really to talk about this. Me week. either, honestly. That was... I was really just looking forward to that interview. Um, yeah, can we have him back next week? <laughs> uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, he can start performing live because John and I have a concert craze, and yeah, he definitely seems like the type of guy we'd love to go see in concert. So the last concert that Ryan and I went to Ooh. was together um, back in February. Of 2020. 2020. Right before everything started locking down and the United States. Locking down. The world. Um, um, and it was for uh, my birthday. It was for your birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. And speaking of your birthday, that is coming TF up. This week, actually. This week. January 11th. I'm just kidding. I know your birthday. Do you? Um, what yeah. is it, John? Twenty six, right? Okay. Relax. Um, you look at the calendar. It's um, not on there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's right there. It is. I cannot see that. I so. know it's dark in here. Um, so yeah, that was fun. So that was the last live concert John and I attended. Mm-hmm. So it's been about a year. We were supposed to go to a concert last summer, but it's got postponed to this. So summer. So far, has been postponed to the summer. Yep. I was supposed to go to Glastonbury, and guess what? Cancel well, twenty one. You also missed buying tickets. I did not get tickets yeah so well i didn't get tickets to 2020 but as a result not to 21 either <laughs> he was like i gotta get up at six o'clock in the morning to get these tickets and he got up and he texted me he was like, like oh shit they already all sold out all, like what twenty thousand or something like that yeah i got up at like nine no what the 6 30 uh, i got yeah. up at like 7 15 i was like oh shit and then they had sold out in like 32 minutes he was like i, I can buy like, a bus ticket still i was like oh and I said, from Virginia? Mm-hmm, to England. <laughs> yep. Um, so, once again, thank you so much to Telco for being on the show. Um, really, honestly, great episode. Um, don't forget to go check out Patreon. We will love you so much for it. Love you long and time. Love you long, Tim. And we will continue to you know, talk about the patrons who are on the show. Um, I guess we should actually... So, Tina, obviously. We don't have to drag them. We're not dragging them. We're honoring them. Yeah, they don't need to. The people don't need to know. Tina and Heather. They don't need to know how much money Tina and Heather We're have. We're not saying how much. Expendably to give to us. We're not saying how much. They're just the two people who have supported our show the most. But you know, it's somewhere between three and ten dollars a month. <laughs> I never said the the dollar amounts. Yes, you did. I said three dollars. I never said the top amount. So you just told the people. Well, they can go on the uh-huh, website. Uh-huh. Remember and when? Guess what? When they go on when, the website, they're gonna see the names of the people who are patrons already. Remember when the individual? What if somebody's name is just user one two five? Because I moderate the website. So oh, so you just put? I know it's not. I'm gonna put. It's gonna be Tina last name, which nobody can guess because it's definitely not my mom. And we've definitely never tagged her before. Um, and then it's gonna be her birthday, and then social. <laughs> That's her username. And the last four of her primary credit cards. And I think, I think, don't hold me to this, but I think GPS coordinates. <laughs> um, oh, 
terrible. I hate us. We are terrible, yeah. terrible individuals. We're also horrible at wrapping up episodes. We are. Re- yeah, we always are like, oh, we're going to end it. And then we talk for like another 10 minutes. So we're actually going to end it now. So mm-hmm. we haven't talked about it in a while, but don't forget, we still have merch. We still have our donation campaign running. And now well, we have the Patreon. Action. So please, and, please. And, and, and don't oh. forget, we have that code at Beltway. Yeah, absolutely. QFYT15. All so kinds of stuff. Don't forget, there's like four ways that you can support us that we know of. There's other ways, too. You can like our posts. You can share our posts. You can send us bonds in the mail. You could literally Facebook message us and be like, your show's great, and we're going to shout you out next week because that means the world to us. Yeah, even if it's just your personal account, like... We don't care. We love You to can see. tell us whether or not you want to be anonymous or not. We will respect your privacy, but we love hearing when people listen to the show. It yeah. means it means a lot. And as you listened in our uh, interview. Nope, you didn't hear it in the interview because you're not from Patreon. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I think well, that was after. I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember either. But if, we'll you, see. if you would like to see some behind the scenes video from the episode with Telco, uh, you can become a influenza donor or a COVID-19 donor, and then you'll actually get access to that. On Patreon. I should make that specific. Can't wait to see you On guys. Patreon. <laughs> we love you guys. Even if you're not... Oh, I guess I should also say... One more thing. Even if you're not donors on Patreon or patrons on Patreon, we're not going to get rid of the free listening. That's something that we fundamentally just don't agree oh, with. Oh, yeah. That's our like show is our thing. absolutely something we want to make as accessible as possible. We just also want to actually be able to continue the show. So yeah. we do need some support. So we give you guys a little extra. Yeah. We wanna, give you another opportunity. You give us a little extra, we give you a we little extra. We give you a little extra. Exactly. You know, little so... Boom, boom. If you feel like you have the ability to support us on Patreon or through the donation campaign or buying merchandise, thank you. We really appreciate it. But at the end of the day, what we truly appreciate the most is just that you're listening to our show. Yeah, that you uh, take time out of your day to listen to us spout off bullshit. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest. That's exactly what it is. And you guys enjoy it. And we love that you enjoy it. And we enjoy doing it. So please, you know, we make a lot of jokes and we always talk about give us your money and that stuff. But at the end of the day, we really just truly appreciate the fact that you listen to our show. Absolutely. We sound like PBS right now. We do. But we're so, honestly going to go. <laughs> anyways, so thank busy. you so much for listening to Quarantine for Your Thoughts. Episode and 2, Season 7 no, already. Episode. We're, we're cur- thanks for listening to that episode. Season 2, Episode 7. That's John. what I said. You said, anyways. Play back the tapes. <laughs> You'll hear us next week for Season 2, Episode 8 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. 